1: And so begins a truly very special edition of Filmically Perfect. I'm Nikki Dakota, your host, joined in the studio today by the one and only keeper of all things frame. He is the nitrate film archivist to the Library of Congress, our man of the Library of Congress, George Williman. Welcome.
2: Howdy
0: doody.
1: Also the other man in the room and also uh, something of the man of the hour today, at least the man of the next 29 minutes. He is the storyboard artist for the Coen Brothers for 20 years and counting. And 28 and more minutes. And 28 more minutes. Yes. And uh, and many, many other films that we all know and yes. love. a living. He is an artist by trade. He uh, makes his uh, money, practices his craft by laying ink and or pencil to paper. Ink and
0: pencil. That's money. And
1: turning it into movies. He is. And then we do
0: these radio shows for free. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He is a storyboard artist extraordinaire. He's our friend and a film guy. He's J. Todd Anderson. J. Todd.
0: Thank you very much.
1: This is your show. Uh, recently, we had the uh, delightful sojourn to spend a little time with George
0: Williams. at the Library of Congress. in
1: reviewing some of the amazing things. Incidentally, work. folks
0: out there, if you really want an incredible, entertaining uh, show, invite George to your library or your school for a fee, of course. And and he will talk about the Library of Congress, which is a sensational dissertation on what he does. You have a whole
1: presentation, and you'll take this on the road. And
0: and supply lunch.
1: You supply lunch? No, no, they supply lunch. that's that's,
0: that's Mm
1: -hmm. I think we should point out that uh, J. Todd, you and the Cohen brothers had an amazing, let's just say, showing at the Oscars this past weekend.
0: Yes, they did uh, very, very well with four Oscars. I think it was Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Director, um best supporting actor and best picture how
1: about that they don't give, bad, huh? they don't give presents for a presence a little present for you a little present they don't for give statues for storyboard artists oh, no. all i can
0: say is that i helped draw the picture
1: well congratulations on that and congratulations. i'm just the guy that
0: rides the horse man
1: <laughs> who just draws the horse That's i all just I draw do. the horse <laughs>
0: as they say to me in the land of motion pictures shut up and draw anderson shut up and draw <laughs> Oh, that's real good. That's fine. We uh, we really appreciate your comment, Anderson. Shut up and draw.
1: <laughs> well, congratulations, good work, and I'm guessing there's more of that to come. Let's hope so. Let's, yeah. hope so.
0: Let's hope so. That that movie will probably hang around for quite a while because it was such a good movie. I, I remember when we were drawing it. I thought it was a, going to be a good movie. I also uh, i I must say that I'm exceedingly proud that I worked uh, on this picture with Joel and Ethan Cohen uh, because uh, I've been with them many years, and I really really think two nicer, finer guys. Uh, They just totally deserve this in all ways, shape, or form. They really are hardworking, dedicated filmmakers, but they're also incredibly nice guys, and I really am blessed and very fortunate to be on the same team with these guys, and I do appreciate it.
1: So, George Williman, you and Jay Todd met actually in film school.
0: Yes, we did. We did.
1: Our film guys were schooled uh, at the same location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we learned real good.
0: <laughs> Got lucky to We were schooled on the uh, motion picture and sciences. But
1: yeah, and you're both from the Miami Valley, which is basically Greater Dayton, Ohio. But you didn't Fish. did you know each other before film school? No, uh-huh. only Wright State. Only Wright State, right Wright State, State University, University. Yep. Uh, named for the, uh, of course, another Dayton, uh, amazing uh, pool the, of yep, greatness, the Wright, it was named Wright brothers, after Dilber-
0: Frank and Gilbert J. Wright, yeah. Frank and Lloyd, the brothers, <laughs> Frank and Lloyd Wright, <laughs> and the, Wilbur uh, Wright. They built
2: the accordion building down in uh, Dayton. It's different heights at different times of day.
1: Is that right? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I will tell you that, uh, you know, Jay Todd, I just want to say this. Um, oh, goodness. Now, I've known you <laughs> know for it. a little over a year now, maybe, maybe in approaching the two year range. We became friends because uh, you're a listener uh, to the public radio station where I started I streaming work. WYSO
0: where we were making No Country for Old Men. Yeah. That's when I started streaming. I mean, I've always listened to WYSO and I listened to her back home, but when I'm on location, I stream WYSO and Nikki's show in the morning.
1: And so we started, uh, Jay Todd was kind enough to call one day. And I see nice you're doing a good job. And I really appreciated that. And we talked several times before he revealed uh, what his job was. And I just want to say that, you know, I have come to know you and you're such a handful. You're such a a, a, a creative nuisance that every once in a while I forget that not just are so you're my dear friend and a talented uh, partner, but you also drew some of my favorite movies ever. And not just that, but you're... In Fargo, not just that—you die in Fargo. Got killed in
0: Fargo, yes.
1: Yeah, so I, I keep forgetting that you're not just. Uh, well, before that,
0: George was always the key actor when we did our frozen turkey productions. Is that right? Yeah. And then I got the courage, you know. I, I got so then I got to like try to keep up with George as an actor after I got to be killed in the snow.
1: You're emblazoned by your death scene. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I got all inspired, you know, because I lay in the snow for a long time in that show. And, um,
1: <laughs> That's acting.
0: Yeah, it was acting, man. It's like Lillian Gish.
1: <laughs> also, yeah. there's a snow globe out there. Lucky few people have a, a little snow globe with Jay Todd's image. Yes, there is a far snow globe with me down. laying yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit, Jay Todd. About
0: uh, my life and pictures, face down in the snow. Yeah,
1: that. <laughs> that
0: first that first sounds of all, like a great title for your biography. <laughs> face down in the snow. It's on the poster and everything.
1: Face down in the snow. Your mom has one of those snow globes. Yeah, she it? has on yeah. coffee table.
2: She does.
0: Yeah, so, a were you? She has a life.
2: Si- she has life-size blow-up one that goes out in the yard.
0: But you know, but <laughs> you you know, know what? Like... I have to go out there and wave face it. down in the snow.
1: <laughs> it's like the nativity scene live. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's a Fargo. oh yeah, like
0: boy, my mom. Yeah. What are you that's for? Get out there in that snow globe and lay down in the snow. Bleed. No pie for you.
1: Let me, um, speaking of your mother and, I, and now curious about your early life, did you always draw? Was yeah, I was that a drawer a, all the time. Just from the get-go?
0: Yep. That's all I remember is drawing.
1: So did uh, did you realize um, pretty early on that that would be a way that you could no, make your living? it was
0: a way to get thrown out of school. It was a way to be <laughs> insubordinate. It was a way to get girls. It was... Um,
1: in really? You could get yeah. girls drawing,
0: really? Yeah, you draw them.
1: Oh, brilliant! And
0: then you talk them into things.
1: <laughs> Tune away, mom. Tune good away.
2: To, he learned how to draw flies. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the county fair.
1: So how amazing! I'm, I'm I'm pleased that your parents, you know, got behind you and decided that you know maybe sending you to film school might be a good. Not thing. really.
2: <laughs> they got behind him to push you no. out of the house. They said, "This way to the door, son." <laughs>
1: Now I met your and parents Take
2: your parents. with you. <laughs> Never darken our towels again. <laughs> I
0: say don't I say, don't throw that, Mom. It has a short point. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> so
1: when you hit film school, maybe yeah. with or without your parents' blessing, did you realize that storyboarding would be your
0: Well, when we got into film school, there was a whole bunch of it. There's like a handful of us there. And George and I teamed up immediately and started making movies. And he gave me a really cool book. And it was this um, storyboards of the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie, which came out in 1982. George gave me this book. I still got it. And um, and I was looking at it carefully. And it was at that time I started reading biographies as studio heads for some reason. And I was at St. Clair College, and I had a course on movies in the 1950s. And, um, and that's where we saw I was turned on to a lot of classic films that we talk about on our list. And then when I got to Wright State – I got into film theory um, with Chuck Derry, Professor Chuck Derry and uh, Bill Lafferty and uh, Julian Record wasn't there yet, but that's where George and I, we would take film theory classes. And then we had production and we would make little movies. And then I storyboarded my little movies, learning from the education I had from Citizen Kane and all these books that I had read about storyboarding. Walt Disney was a really big influence because he storyboarded everything. So when George would help me, he was always the actor, of course. He was a wheelchair guy. and Good actor, by the way. It's worth noting. Yeah, we threw him down the stairs. And (laughs) and we had a house. I had a house I lived in Dayton. It was a big old house. And we made tons of movies over there. We must have... I'm surprised we never burned it down because we are running so much power through it. But there's always bright lights going on there there because all us, George and other friends, Steve Bognar and a couple other friends, we were always making movies over there, you know? (laughs) And that's... During college, we made a lot of movies and they were all all of mine were on super eight George got into 16, but I, I had a real good super eight camera. George had this marvelous super eight splicer made out of metal. And, um, you could really cut a nice super eight film with that thing. And it looked good. The camera I have was beautiful. And, um, and we put together quite a few good movies and I got some awards on those movies those little super eight movies, which we still have. And then George got into VHS and we made VHS back then. And, um, George shot a lot on Super 8, and he used my camera, I believe. And um, and we just made a lot of movies. I, I bet In two years, we made maybe 20 movies.
1: Wow. Um, I, you know, I don't, it would be fun. Maybe they were either. little
0: movies. They weren't big. We did make one 90-minute feature where a wheelchair victim is, um, um, these people pulling a wheelchair.
2: Yeah, they park in a, in a handicapped spot, yeah. and they— get terrorized by, by
0: wheelchair people <laughs> and then at the end of the movie of course they're in a wheelchair right? oh, and all well, the um i had all this help out there and we made this wonderful chase scene through the hallways this guy the running the tunnels, for his life the and the tunnels and george was <laughs> the, the lead guy you know <laughs> he was on the walkie-talkie and and we had a lot of success with that little film we had a good time making. i wonder
1: if we couldn't get little bits of these and put them up on perfectmovie.net wouldn't that be mm-hmm. fun i'm just saying possibly well something to think about yeah
0: um, yeah, I mean that's when George and I started doing foley work, and, and which is where you uh, make sounds that go because we didn't have any soundtrack.
1: A Foley artist is someone who does nothing but makes the sounds makes that sound effects, yeah. so that like for footsteps, everything from footsteps to doors closing
0: to uh, Footsteps, slaps. Yeah, it's we know. did it all. Um, yeah, and and our super eights, if you didn't have to finger them so much, they look good. You know, if you didn't <laughs> have to put your fingers on them, they look great, and you can. We or or transform- if somebody
2: didn't use your film trim bin for a garbage can, as yeah. happened a couple of times. You know that, wow.
0: that happened, they put watermelon seeds in my trim bin, yeah. and and uh, everybody remembers that. <laughs> there's always because there's want to forget.
2: <laughs> there's always this one guy in every film school, you know, the dumb guy. <laughs> and in this case, the <laughs> dumb guy would throw garbage into the trim bin. Which
0: was a garbage sack on a big uh, tub, and back then you cut film, you had a little little board of nails and you'd and hang you hung them. your film on there and you numbered it so you could cut it into place mm-hmm. and there was this yahoo who come in there and cut his movie and eat watermelon at the same time he was cutting you know film who film. you are and he would pitch his rinds into my trim bins <laughs> and you know doggone it if he didn't soil one important shot in that mm-hmm. movie. And i can still see that mark to this day because
2: you know? yeah once the emulsion gets wet especially that's it's sugary, it. Wh- it 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 marks it yeah one side it, it slightly yeah. dissolves softens and
0: Altars. But those were the days, man. We made a lot of movies.
1: It's man. a very, College. very special. I was going to say. It's we a... got a
0: lot of experience out of Wright State University and the teachers were wonderful. And George and I still refer to uh, Dr. Charles Derry's references on Hitchcock and um, all the films that we got to see there, like uh, Exterminating Angel, which we're doing in the next pass of shows. And, you know, we saw that there and we... It was just a, a really fantastic period to go to school at Wright State University in the film school.
1: It, and, and some really amazing people have come out of there. I, and often I wonder what is it is about, you know, sort of like this Middle America, Ohio region. A lot region. of well, Eric Bork
0: came from there. Um, who went so on many. to. He's Steven Spielberg. He wrote for Tom Hanks oh, and oh, uh, Hanks. Steven Spielberg and the band of brothers. He's from Wright State. And. Uh, there's there's all sorts of filmmakers out there in Los Angeles. Some kids I can't even name anymore. There's so many of them. Well, and I
2: think the one interesting thing about Wright State is that because it's in Dayton, Ohio and not in Hollywood, California, the the ratio or the sort of the level of creativity must be higher because they don't have that that fallback of the studios and studio people coming in all the time. So a lot of interesting and unusual ideas are, are a born of these people by themselves.
1: Born and encouraged. Yeah. yeah, It's a very special edition of Filmically Perfect, and it is our pleasure to uh, take a moment and talk with uh, our film guy, J. Todd Anderson. But you know,
0: I must say that when I storyboarded these little movies, I noticed they went together a lot faster, a lot smoother, and they're more predictable. And when we watched them, they were balanced. Um, they had a, a certain kind of balance to them and I noticed that I did them without storyboards and it was very tough going. And so I always relied on thumbnails or I didn't really know how to do it back then, but I did the best I could. Regardless, it made it easier.
1: So uh, I'd say it a very, very, very fine film school, but also um, a place that you ultimately had to leave just a little bit before your time, which led to this.
0: I ran into the Cohen brothers in <laughs> raising Arizona. Didn't hurt them, but I yeah. Ran into them.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh, can, can you just tell a little bit about how that happened? You'd seen blood simple.
0: Yeah. George and I had seen blood simple, together and we agreed we thought well these guys actually know what they're doing yeah. you know because we knew everything back then of course <laughs> we did i think everybody at right in the film school <laughs> saw blood simple and we were all just like wow these guys know what they're doing These guys are brilliant and you know most of the guys that we were referencing were spielberg and all those guys that had just come out of film school in the 70s like coppola and um those were our references but we really liked the older guys um like hitchcock and those guys we really like those guys. Ford. Yeah. The people that we talk about on this movie show. And when I met Joel and Ethan, I remember talking to them about them, how I thought that they were attacking it from a puritanical kind of perspective of making movies. And uh, um, when I interviewed for the job, I was, um, I thought, well, yeah, these guys are, this movie here, Raising Arizona is going to be a great movie. You know, I could just tell. And I was very, I felt even lucky back then. I thought, I can't believe I got this job. Yeah. Well, and I remember getting a phone call one
2: day out of the blue. I hadn't heard from from John in quite a while. And like... I'm working with the Cohen brothers and we're doing this movie down in Arizona and it's got all these babies and it's got yodeling music and I'm like, "What are you <laughs> talking? This sounds terrible. What are
0: you talking about?" Run like, away, couples. run
2: away. And
0: <laughs> yeah, it's got guys coming through sewer lines yeah. and you know, <laughs> prison breaks and it's like Dream come true for a film school student who has chasing the babies and falling on the highway. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> what a stroke of luck. Can two
0: by four. But you also
1: know. you made that happen. You heard no. this was going down and you went out there. Well, I went out
0: there and I sought them out. I sent a letter and I never got a response. Um, And, and um, I interviewed for the job and it was a little tough getting it because we had to wait a little while and we finally got it. So
1: they didn't have a storyboard artist at that they time? They were
0: interviewing and they wanted a local I oh. went um, local person, and I was living in Texas at that time. I was working on main for TV movies. I painted cowboy boots and stuff like that. It was really bad <laughs> and um, just terrible experience, you know there's but there was money i you know I made money doing art stuff. I was a dresser, and I did everything I got yelled at more than anything else. <laughs> you know and that was my experience getting yelled at you know it' was par for the course. it was constantly being yelled at and um and then I found out the sound guy said, You know you need to listen more <laughs> <laughs> the sound man he should know you know. <laughs> <laughs> I Never forgot that, <laughs> but when I met the guys, they were very serious about making movies, and um, the script was great. And I was, they weren't too much older than me, but they are older than I am. Well, <laughs> oh, they're that? really old then, <laughs> they're oh, st- <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, regardless, they're still older than I yeah, am, yeah, okay. Um, and so that was in 1984,
1: 85, 85. 85. Right after I got out
0: of school, which was 85, yeah, and um, found my way down there. And, did the storyboarding stand on that, and
1: and how did that go? So they sat down. They're so like, "All right, just okay." the way we
0: do it today. Not much different, honestly. Is that right? Not much different.
1: But they'd always done storyboarding up to that point. They did they it with just blood used... Simple.
0: They had other artists, and I got lucky, and they hired me. You know, yeah.
1: And it's been that way. They're very loyal, and they they like well, your just, work, and I'm very you work well. I still have
0: that job. Yeah, And yeah. I'm just absolutely pleased to still be working with them because they've done great work.
1: So twenty yeah. years and counting. Some sixteen films that you've done together with them. And uh, there. Yeah. and I just have to tell you also that um, raising Arizona is my favorite a lot all people time. Say that. Film. You know, when raising
0: Arizona came out, I mean, I came back home because I was in a car accident and I was broke, and I had to come back home to Ohio. But not
1: broken. No, just I was broken. all right. Yeah. I've been hit
0: by a car. Some old lady ran me down in a Chevy on my bicycle, and then I got in a car accident. And finally, I said, "That's it. I'm going home." You know, I went home, and my mom and dad sent me a little bit of money, and I got home. And I found a job in Dayton uh, doing industrials or something. And um, then the movie came out about two years later. Oh, really? And that people much? were talking about it. Yeah. And and they were talking about it. And then I thought, wow, this is kind of interesting. They're talking about it. And generally what I heard was, I absolutely hate that picture. Or I absolutely love that picture. There was nothing in the middle. And I remember I didn't know how to take that because it's 25 years old. And I thought, I don't understand this. And um, I went to the screening on that movie and saw all the drawings and these weren't very good drawings in the movie world will make you a better artist because it makes you work really hard. Yeah. And I saw that movie and I saw the drawings that we did and they had come to life. And I thought that that was a very fascinating experience seeing that for the first I'll time.
1: i bet. It must've been magical. And it was
0: in New York city. It was in one of these old Eastern side theaters. It was just fantastical. And, and uh, I was just, it was just like graduating from high school, getting my pilot's license. It was Graduating from college, you know, uh,
1: momentous, it was magnificent. Yeah, it was just
0: magnificent. Um,
1: did you know then, or did they know that? Did you know that you'd be working with them again, or was it a one-off? As far as you knew,
0: well, you, you know, you just you hope you get hired again. That's the way it is in the business. But I've been don't a tell me for all these years
1: you you've know? done all these films with the Coen brothers that you still wonder whether or not they'll call you for the next one.
0: Well, nothing's forever. You never know. Oh you no. Know? Um, <laughs> but I'm awfully fortunate now, and I sure appreciate it. Um, yeah, being being able to be a part of what. This last movie, No Country for Old Men, was like what George and I were talking about, North by Northwest, which we did two weeks ago. And <laughs> and uh, we were talking about how Hitchcock, through everything that he had gleaned through his experience as a filmmaker, well, if you watch No Country for Old Men, which I hope you do, because it's a fine, fine movie, and I was proud to be part of it, you're going to see a lot of what Joel and Ethan have been doing for years and refining it and refining it. And making it work. You may not see it, but I could see it because I've been there for a while. Um, but like all really fantastic and great filmmakers, they tend to they tend to shape, hone, and focus their craft. And um this becomes more of a distillation of I see so many similarities with great filmmakers and what they have done. And um and I still to this day I think John Ethan are are just great filmmakers. They're consummate. They want to do the best job they can. They make movies. They don't make amusement park rides. Um, you know, they they really concentrate on that vision that you're going to see, hence storyboarding. You know, it's an intellectual premise on paper. No matter how you look at it, it's intellectual, but it be, has to become an existential premise because it has to become visual. It's a movie, and they take it one step at a time. Like Ethan told me years ago, baby steps, Jay Todd, baby steps. That was raising Arizona, of course, <laughs> <laughs> and that's we take one drawing at a time and then we refine the drawings and pretty soon they've got their vision ready to start shooting photography. Yeah. And they're very loyal to the people that work with them.
1: And it's, I think that's smart, too, because not only do you, you know, you sort of know what you're working with, but it sort of breeds a, a trust that then can also not just the, their movie making style, but also the relationships can grow and evolve and.
2: I think if you look back in the history of film and at all the really great directors, the people who really shaped the industry and shaped the art, you will find that they tended to be very loyal people. Uh, I mean, Griffith, DeMille, Chaplin.
1: I've heard Frank Capra talk about Joe Walker. Yeah,
2: there are people in there, you know, and it might not be it might not be a director, writer or director, producer. It might be like, you know, uh, Blake Edwards and Henry Mancini yeah. working together. You know, and and you'll find these teams that get together. Wells had had teams that went together. Spielberg has teams that go. Together. I hear
0: Clint Eastwood works with the same people all the time. I run into them once in a while. People work where Clint Eastwood. And uh, and
2: sometimes you find when they
0: switch team members,
2: that's when a film slips, you know, and it's not as good maybe as what they did
1: interesting you know do you have a list up there is it there possible you just like go through the uh, uh, you the, know uh, you
0: can hit him and I can comment on him um, if you wish
1: yeah um, sure um, I wondered um, the very special edition of filmically perfect as we get a chance to uh, talk George can shout him out to our uh, our, our, our film guy uh, you know half of this amazing duo that delivers uh, our commentary on these perfect films every week how much, and, how much uh, time do we have Oh, <laughs> our whole lives J Todd our whole why lives why does every
0: woman I get involved With and (laughs) some sort of situation, tell me that
1: the rest of our lives.
2: Well, following following raising Arizona, their next uh, their next big film
0: was Miller's Crossing, yeah which
1: way different from that. But yeah, they had
0: they wanted to do this gangster picture. Yeah, that movie was really underrated. It was a great picture, and Trey Wilson was supposed to be the lead guy, and then he had a aneurysm and died. Instantly, Trey moved. Wilson
2: was Nathan Arizona, yeah. Raising
0: Arizona. And he died a day before we started shooting. They put it on a hiatus, and then Albert Finney replaced him.
2: Yeah,
0: It's too bad. I mean, Albert's a great guy, but I had this vision of Trey Wilson when I was drawing of him oh. drawing Renaissance, you know, through this thing. Yeah. Well, great movie, though. I was learning my craft back then, you know. Yeah. And right after that, Barton Fink. Yeah, and that was um, critically strange. acclaimed in, in Europe. It was so much... <laughs> hits here but uh, a lot of fun i mean you got to i got to watch john goodman and and uh john um John Goodman worked off of uh, Turturro. John Turturro quite a bit. It it's fun watching them and Judy Davis. I mean, that was like when I was first time, first time I went to Hollywood and I got to watch those guys work on the set.
1: Ooh, yeah. See, I fun, imagine man. Those that. Those guys were great. Yeah. Make your
0: hair stand up on your back of your head, man. Those guys were so good.
1: Do you have notable on the set moments where you just. Uh, no,
0: I sneak on the set. I don't spend much time on the set. Yeah. Well, Fargo, I was in the snow, of course. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and following Barton Fink, uh, about a
2: three-year hiatus. And then the Hudsucker, proxy. Yeah, Once again. that movie
0: it's too bad about that movie because it, a lot of people really like it and I don't know why what happened to it it was just a beautiful opulent movie um, well
2: I think one thing that you and I discussed was that this was sort of the Cohen brothers do Frank Capra yeah the very Capra story but there were a few very important capra-esque elements that they kind of missed on that were there but they just didn't play with them like they should have I don't yeah, One I've of seen the that things movie. that we talked
0: about is the old guy who right. hangs around.
2: Yeah, a, a main Capra element is that the, the main character always has like an older mentor that gives him advice. I mean, that's in like Mr. Deeds and Mr. Smith and Meet John Doe. There's always this
0: character. Uh, and this character was in the movie. It's yeah. the old guy that takes care of the clock in the clock tower. Right. Dennis Gasner did uh, all the production design work on that, and he did Miller's Crossing and a, and a bunch of other ones. And then he just recently, Dennis Kasner, did those two bears fight, the cartoon animated movie. or It's yeah. not animated. It's the two bears are fighting. It's a brand new one. Oh, the Golden Compass? Yeah, Dennis oh. did that one. You can tell Dennis's style is just real art deco. It's really beautiful stuff. He was our production designer for a number of movies, Dennis oh. was. I remember Hudsucker really reeking of some of Dennis's fabulous style.
2: Well, then there's uh, Fargo, the Loved big Lebowski. Oh.
0: Uh, oh, brother, where art thou?
1: Great movie, which kind of set you on a different path. You uh, became acquainted with uh, George yeah, Mr. Clooney. Clooney. Bless
0: his heart, hired me to help him on his movies. Yep. And, After uh, that, uh, 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 and man. George is just as serious as the boys are about making movies. He's very, very serious filmmaker. Although he, he he's a lot. Of, he's very funny. He's very, very ardent about making a good movie. And then uh, the man who wasn't there. That was a fun movie. They, they always called that the Barber Picture. Yeah, that's what Joel always called. Why it. Why Barber? Um, because it's about a barber.
1: You know. They just called the barber. Yeah, picture. it was always the barber picture. how they. Okay. And then get named till the last minute. You know. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. The barber picture. Yeah, and that was, uh, it was
2: intolerable cruelty. Yeah. A studio picture.
0: Yeah, that was like uh, that broke broke formation on that one, Re- and that script was a rewrite. I think. Uh, the Lady
2: Killers, a remake. Yeah,
0: I thought that was a funny movie. Um, I enjoyed that. You know, one
2: that has not been seen here a lot. Uh, Paris, jetéme.
0: Yeah, it's a short with Steve sure. Buscemi. It's very funny. Steve gets the stuffings kicked out of him in that movie. And course. you got to draw it. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> No Country for Old Men. Yeah, which is in their theaters right now.
2: And getting yep.
1: just a wide, wide acclaim. Very great. But, very... but
2: then outside of outside of Coen Brothers, there's films like The Addams Family, yeah. Men in Black. Those are all Jennifer serial 8. fillers for my bank
0: account. Yeah. <laughs> I have to make money. And like, also, Gunning, you. Gun in Betty Lou's Handbag. Yeah. And
1: what about the Gong uh, Show? Bizarro oh, of a dangerous man. which yeah. you storyboarded, and we're in. As yeah, the, uh, I also got
0: to meet some really interesting people on there, like Chuck Barris, and um, um, George always has very interesting people around him. You know,
1: so these very interesting uh, little beginnings right here in the Miami Valley. A, a young man who had a, a love of, of movies and a pencil handy.
0: We worked hard, man. We made a lot of movies in college. You know, yeah. And, uh, we think that we like doing this little radio show too, man. This is a lot of fun. You know, we get to talk about movies. This keeps you sharp.
1: Well, I, for one, uh, am just grateful to have uh, encountered the both of you, and that we can come together and make this show that is uh, called Filmically Perfect. I've learned so much. It's, uh, it's. I can't even
0: estimate. Well, we like to tell everybody: you come to our, our uh, <laughs> website and just pick out five movies, and you can start getting cocky. <laughs> you can start saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know about that picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. film guys told me about film
1: that. guys told me. They told me the inside
0: scoop. It's all sorts right? of crisscross in Strangers on a Train. It's like yeah. this.
1: Yeah, it's like this. If you'd like to uh, go and look at some... Look at... I keep saying look. It's because it's movies and the, and that's the visual, but you can listen to our impressions of the looks of these films and uh, perfect all of them as according to our film guys. Go to perfectmovie.net. That's perfectmovie.net. You can write to J. Todd or to George Williman at filmguys. These are movies
0: that... That um, influenced George and I. We we made this list in college, and this is these are the movies I use. I've used as a reference so many times professionally, and and we still talk about them in long breaths. Yeah, obviously. yeah. Um,
1: you uh, made, started in college, but you're still adding. They, we still you added, add, add along. Still, yeah. yeah. Along. Thanks to yeah. our audience,
0: we get a lot of suggestions. Oh, we you do. bet. A lot and of them. stuff that we've forgotten about and then people bring it up. You know.
1: It's filmguys at perfectmovie.net. Filmguys at perfectmovie.net. You can also catch uh, cataloged episodes at npr.org. We're on iTunes. You can always, of course, stop by WYSO.org. It's been a pleasure to work with the both of you. And uh, Jay Todd, want thank you for taking a moment and sharing a little bit of your backstory. Well, let's just
0: hope. Any advice no country for old man just keeps chugging along.
1: Yeah. Any advice for budding?
0: Uh artists? every opportunity you get, you take it and you work really hard. Yeah. don't take it for granted. You work hard. And look at it as opportunity. Um,
2: and if you don't memorize this phrase,
0: will that be a large fry? <laughs> George
1: Williman, the Library of Congressman, thank you so much. Ciao, Bella. And J. Todd Anderson. Always
0: my pleasure. Nikki. And an okay. honor
1: for the rest of us. So uh, stay tuned. Filmically Perfect Fridays right here. Thanks, J. Todd. Don't miss us. <laughs> if you can <laughs>